Want more than a minute? Visit Chesterton.org. KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth. Welcome to We Sing Our Faith, sharing the music and ministry of today's Catholic recording artists. I am your host, Julie Carrick, and it is my privilege to share my fellow artists with you. Thank you for joining me today on We Sing Our Faith. Today, I want to take us on a little bit of a time of prayer, a time of thanksgiving, a time of, um, I think, interceding for our country, and while at the same time, thanking God for the phenomenal and incredible gift of the Eucharist. As many places around the country began last week on the, the Feast of Corpus Christi, we also began the three-year Eucharistic revival. And the timing of this is so magnificent. With everything that is happening in our country right now, with everything that is happening in our world, we need to run deep into the sacred heart of Jesus. And even during this month of June, when we celebrate this whole month, the sacred heart of Jesus, from that incredible heart, um, as he died for us on the cross, as he became that lamb of sacrifice, when he literally offered himself up for us to not just say, you know, my flesh is true food, my blood is true drink, but he literally gave himself to us, for us, for our salvation. So that when we approach the Eucharistic banquet, when we tip back our head and, and extend our tongue to receive our Lord, or if you receive in the hand and you, you make that throne of your hand placed forward to receive that phenomenal body of Christ, do we realize what a gift this is, that our Savior loves us so much that he was willing to die for us, but then not leave us alone, but to stay with us under the appearance of bread and wine? And this time of Eucharistic revival in our country, as I said, is at such a perfect time. You know, many churches around the around the country right now are preparing in special ways in the event that there is a disruption of Mass, because those who are very anxious about the Roe versus Wade decision being overturned, and that finally human life in the womb will be protected and loved and cared for, and how people can be angry over this is beyond me. I do not understand how by protecting the most precious and beautiful life in the womb, people can become so angry that they would plan to come and disrupt the mass. Well, I guess on the positive of that, if they are coming to disrupt something so sacred and beautiful, then somewhere deep inside of them, they know that God is present. And it is the Catholic churches, once again, that are being targeted. If Satan knows that Christ is present in the Eucharist, how is it that every Catholic does not fully appreciate that? fully have that understanding of who they receive in the Eucharistic embrace. So I want to begin today with a song from Chuck and Alicia Brock, and it is the beautiful song, Beautiful Savior, this phenomenal verbiage of this old hymn that they sing with such a love and such a, a tenderness in the new melody that they have set it to. 
but I love this song and it's so perfect to begin our program today. From Chuck and Alicia Brock, Beautiful Savior. Beautiful Savior, King of creation, Son of God and Son of Man, truly, I love Thee, truly I'd serve Thee, light of my soul, my joy. Chuck and Alicia for the beauty of that one. 
And as we go throughout the program today, we're going to, as I said, I want to do some intense prayer. I want to pray for those people who do not fully respect life, for those who would choose the death of an unborn baby instead of protecting and loving and bringing this beautiful creation of God into the world. We need to pray for people who, for whatever reason, have that um, that understanding, right? We need to pray for the change of heart for these people. And we need to pray for our church. We need to pray that in this time of Eucharistic revival, that it truly is that, that we are revived, that we understand that Christ, who is our Savior, He is our sustenance, He is our everything. We need Him. There is not one of us walking and breathing on this planet that does not need our Savior. We are in that journey with Him. Um, for those of us who who have this incredible privilege, who who understand the great gift, and we and we delve deep into that gift by going to Mass every week or every day. Um, we have this gift, but how do we share that with those around us? Um, and we should never take it for granted. Just because we're at Mass every day or every week doesn't mean that we are not in need of the Savior. I love that that phrase that says, the church is not a museum for saints, but it's a hospital for sinners. I think those of us who go more often have that full understanding that we can't make it without Him. It's not that we we somehow are better than someone else because we go to Mass more often. We are in full understanding that we are in need of our Savior. We are in need of the strength that we receive each time we approach the Eucharistic table. Every time we receive our Lord, body, blood, soul, and divinity into our being, we are strengthened for that day. And we go day by day in that grace and in the mercy of our Savior who we know eventually will take us home when we stay close to him. So by inviting those who maybe have been away from the faith or who have never experienced it before, to help them understand that Christ is the Savior for all of us who claim him as Savior and who receive the great bounty of that gift of salvation in the Eucharistic embrace. Well, that's going to take us to our next song today from Chris Mulia, and I think this is my favorite song of his. I need a savior. Cause I 
about acknowledging I need the Savior. There's something about looking into the, um, into the face of a priest um, during Mass, right? There's something about looking into the face of a child during Mass. And, and all of these different expressions at the different points of life that we are, understanding that we need Christ and that He is indeed there for us. Um, my little granddaughter, I love this phrase, and it was a couple of years ago, she was itty bitty, and her mom, my daughter Heidi, was walking up to receive communion, and little Maddie was with her, and as they approached the front of the church where Father was standing there with the ciborium and, and waiting to give communion, Maddie looked up at her mom, and she goes, Mommy, I want Jesus. And Heidi said, fold your hands over your chest, and Father will give you a, a prayer. He will pray over you. And as she, she walked and got closer, she looked at Father, and, and she says, I want Jesus. And he said, receive the Lord in your heart. And she said, I want him in my belly. <laughs> I love that, that this little child at the age of about four wanted Jesus inside of her. And oh, that each of us would come with that that desire to be transformed, to literally receive him into our being. Well, that's going to take us to our next song today. And this is from Father Mike Jolie. And I love Father Mike's ministry theme because he is one of the men in a very rare privilege who was allowed to be ordained as a priest 
completely blind. He lost his vision at the age of six and becoming a priest completely blind. I mean, what an amazing, not only studying and, and going through all of the work of seminary to become a priest, but to also then have to memorize the entire sacramentary until someone finally did a Braille version for him. But as as he teaches around the country in the parish missions that he offers, his theme is, I wish you could see Christ like I see him. That full understanding that we receive body, blood, soul, and divinity into our being, Jesus Christ, when we receive him in the Eucharist. Not a symbol, not just a remembrance of, but truly Christ transforming us. And the song that I want to share from Father Mike is Never More Me. We are never more fully ourselves than when we receive Jesus Christ. Let's take a few minutes now as Father Mike sings for us, Never More Me. I'm never more me than when I receive you. I am never more free in the things that I do. Keep my heart and mind and will in communion with you still. I'm never more me. Still, I'm never more me. 
That idea that when our eyes can be open to the truth, when we can humble ourselves to come before God and to ask Him to renew us, but do we even acknowledge that it's Him? I mean, I see when people come to Mass, and it's, you know, it's, it's such a frustration when I hear things like, well, at least they're there. Really? At least they're there? We're going to give our least when we come before the King of Kings and Lord of Lords? And now that it's summertime, and Lord help us here in Arizona because it's warm. I know a lot of our folks listening throughout the, the south part of the country, you know, it gets warm. And in Texas, add some of that humidity. I don't know which is more difficult, a dry heat <laughs> or the humid heat. But, you know, because it's hot, it's amazing to me how many people come so scantily dressed to Mass. Um it, it just amazes me how people will come to Mass and then use that little phrase, well, at least I'm here. We need to come prepared to receive the Lord. We need to come with our best to receive the Lord. We are coming into the presence of God Almighty, and we shouldn't take for granted that, yes, He loves us. Yes, He loves us right where we are, but we should love Him enough to come prepared both in the way that we have prepared our souls, in the way that we have prepared what we have dressed ourselves in to come to Mass, and to fully participate in the Mass before we receive Him. You know, there was that, that road after Christ's suffering and death when He gave His body for us as the Lamb of God to be that sacrificial offering for us. And it was on that road to Emmaus as he was walking and he came walking alongside of his, his disciples, his apostles, and they were conversing what had happened. And it was in the breaking of the bread that they recognized him. My prayer is that at every mass, every one of us who are in attendance, that when that fracto happens, when the priest breaks the bread, and it has already been consecrated. So we see the breaking of his body for us. Do we in that moment have such an awe and such a reverence and such a heart of gratitude? How could we see anything less than the body of Christ? And in that breaking of the bread, we should too be transformed that as we dare to approach and receive him, our heart should be burning on fire. Our heart should be so on fire with love for him that as we consume him and we are consumed by him in that Eucharistic embrace, we are transformed. That is my prayer for myself and for every person that I see present at Mass, that in the breaking of the bread, we are transformed. To sing that for us today is Kitty Cleveland. This beautiful rendition, In the Breaking of the Bread, I pray as a blessing to you today.
this woman's heart. 
I love the fact that every day she takes that beautiful holy hour and spends time with our Lord, looking into his face, letting him look into her heart. As I shared in previous episodes, the song that I had written years ago, Adoration, and I shared that with you last week, um, there's just something magnificent about a holy hour with Jesus, that we come into his presence that we we sit with him and we look into his face and he looks into our hearts and we are transformed. Well, every time we come into the church, when we arrive for mass, we know that in that tabernacle, Jesus is present. And we know that during the Eucharistic prayer, when the priest prays those words of Jesus Christ in persona Christi, it is no longer the priest that we, we see standing there, but Jesus himself as he offers the bread and the wine, that it will become his body and blood by his word. And the priest who prays those words in persona Christi as Jesus standing there with us, that simple bread and wine become the most extravagant gift. I encourage you to listen to those words of consecration deeper than you ever have before. And then those prayers, may your angels take this to your altar in heaven, that what we receive is truly holy. It's an amazing prayer that is prayed in each of those beautiful Eucharistic prayers that the priests have to choose from at the Mass. Oh, they are powerful words. And we realize that, that in this place, in this place, Christ is present. In this place, we come to be transformed in his love and through his grace and mercy. So that's going to take us to our next song today. And the way that this one is sung by Connie Salazar, it's my favorite rendition of it. In this place.
talk about another woman of grace. She is, she just so lovingly and just in the most humble and beautiful servant heart shares her phenomenal gift of music with her Catholic community in California. They are blessed to have you, Connie. And uh, someday I'm going to get her back out here to Arizona for a special event and to have her here in person again, sharing the beauty of her music with us here. Now, I want to continue along the line today that it is the month of the Sacred Heart. It is the beginning of this Eucharistic revival that we need so desperately. And we are going to pray for those for a change of heart who would attempt to disrupt the sacredness of Mass because they so desperately want to not have the Roe versus Wade decision overturned and they're so angry that it will be overturned. We have prayed for decades for a respect of life in this country and we pray that as the law changes that the hearts will change with it. It takes the change of heart. As I had mentioned for years and years within the traveling ministry that I do for parish missions and for conferences, whenever I've been asked to speak about pro-life focus, if every heart was transformed, the laws in this country wouldn't make a difference. Because if every person living here chose life, even if abortion on demand was legal, no one would seek an abortion because we are standing for life, because we acknowledge that life comes from our Creator, from God our Father, and that the breath of life that is breathed into every human person by His design would be respected and protected. But the fact that there is such an anger over this law being overturned, that life will be protected legally, we need to have that change of heart. You know, when God came to us, in the Son, Jesus Christ, to be our teacher and then to be our Savior and to give himself totally for us to be, as I keep saying, the Lamb of God who came to take away our sin and to give us mercy. It was the greatest act of love that this world has ever seen. And when we think of, of Mary, his mother, who stood at the foot of the cross and watched as the blood poured forth from her son for us, that his mercy poured forth for us. And she, who watched every moment of torture of her son, did not stand in the way of salvation, but humbly stood at the foot of the cross as an act of love for her son. And this reminds me of a song that was written by Je Jesse Manabusen, and it's the song Bread of Heaven. And Jesse, who is one of the OCP artists, has a number of compositions that you'll find in your hymnals. But this one is my favorite. It's called Bread of Heaven. And it starts with rather a lilting, you know, bread of heaven. And it gives us that idea that Christ who came, who is that, um, that beautiful bread, but it is body, blood, soul, and divinity. We have to look past that pretty white wafer and see the great act of love. And one of my favorite lines in this song that truly just transforms my heart every time I hear Jesse sing it is the line that says, flowed the blood in streams of mercy where your mother stood. I'm going to repeat that. Flowed the blood in streams of mercy where your mother stood. You know, to realize Mary's heart 
in the Eucharistic journey. She journeyed with her son, Mary, who was apart from the moment that she said yes, when God asked her from the angel Gabriel, will you be the mother of the Savior? And she said yes. And from the moment that she laid him in that manger, that word manger in Latin manducate, which translates take and eat, that she laid her son there, and all of this would be revealed in the journey of his life as Mary watched salvation unfold in the life of her son. What a phenomenal, phenomenal woman that we can try to emulate as we draw close to him. So, let's let your hearts be absolutely blessed today as Jesse sings for us now, Bread of Heaven. Bread of Heaven, Savior broken, Cup of life outpoured. We are people thirst. And hunger, come renew us, Lord. Come renew us, Lord. From the mountain, blessings spoken, where we came to pray. With the simple truth before us, love them in my name. Love them in my name Bread of heaven, Savior broken Cup of life outpoured We are people thirst and hunger Raising us to life 
have my my favorites from different artists, each of the songs, and that one truly is one of my favorites with Jesse. Just his heart comes out so strong, both in his love of Jesus, the way that he is able to truly say, this is body and blood, soul and divinity, and at the same time, love Mama Mary so much. Um, Now, I do want to go to that next part, right? Mama Mary, when she stood uh, listening to her son teaching and preaching in the various places that he was throughout his three years of ministry, one of those places, of course, was there in Capernaum, where he gave that phenomenal teaching. And we read this in John chapter 6, the Eucharistic Discourse. And from line 35 through the end of 66, we hear multiple times where he clarifies it's not just a symbol. This is my body, blood, soul, and divinity given for you. And John 6, 53, where he says, Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you do not have life within you. He was very clear in what he said, extremely clear. And when they said, well, you don't really mean that you want us to eat your flesh. How can you ask us to do this? And they murmured and they argued back and forth. And he said, amen, amen. Verily, truthfully, I say to you, Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you do not have life within you. He clarified it by telling us that we must and that he would give his life for us. That teaching is one that, again, is mind-boggling to me, how people who are so in-depth in Scripture and who say, unless it comes from the Bible, we can't take it. In other words, we're not going to take just the teachings of the Catholic Church, the traditions that come from those first 367 years of the celebration of the Mass, even before we had the Bible in the format that we, that we understand and have today. Mass was celebrated every day from that point forward for those first over three centuries, right? And how we cannot see In the word of Jesus Christ in scripture, in John chapter 6, it is not a symbol. It is not just a remembrance. It is him, body, blood, soul, and divinity that we receive in the mass. Now I want to go to an old song. This is a beautiful one, but the way that Jamie Seaton sings it is just absolutely amazing. I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. You who come to me shall not hunger, and who believe in me shall not thirst. No one can come to me unless the Father beckons, and I will raise you my flesh for the life of the world and if you eat of this bread you shall live forever you shall live forever and I will Then I will run. 
are the Christ, the Son of God, who has come into the world, and I will. are so amazing and not just the words but the actions every time that we come to mass we are filled beyond measure with the great grace because Christ who is truly our Savior and our sustenance he is our Lord and the lover of our soul who has given us everything and in the Eucharistic embrace as we journey through this time of Eucharistic revival I pray that your lives are overwhelmed with the knowledge and truth of who Christ says he is in the Eucharist and that every time each and every one of us go to Mass we are filled beyond measure with that font of the most incredible grace and that is what's going to take us to the top of the hour from me your host Julie Carrick Come thou font, come thou font of every blessing. Tune my heart to sing thy grace. Streams of mercy never ceasing. Call for songs of loudest praise. Teach me some melodious song. Fixed upon it, mount of thy unchanging Here I raise my stone of help, Lord, towards by thy
to grace How great a debtor Daily I am constrained to be Let that grace Now like a fetter Bind my wandering heart to Thank you for taking this time. For information about each and every one of the artists whose music and ministry we share, please visit WeSingOurFaith.org. WeSingOurFaith.org. That's the site. The toll-free number is 1-888-880-6874. And we are here to connect you. Now, until next week, may God bless you and keep you. Your connection to our treasured Catholic faith all day, every day. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Are you looking for a tax preparer this year to help you with your personal or business tax filing or management? At Balance Book LLC, they can assist with business and personal tax returns, accounting services, sales tax, payroll, business formations, and more. They can be reached by calling 972-805-5095, or you can visit them at 4425 West Airport Freeway, Suite 122, Irving, Texas, 75062. Balance Book LLC, a new sponsor of the GRN and members of Holy Spirit Catholic Church in Duncanville. Save the date. Father Thomas D'Souza has secured, with the help of Bishop Michael Olson of Fort Worth, a visit from the Relics of St. Bernadette, which are touring the United States for the first time. The relics will be available to venerate from Wednesday, July 20th through Saturday, July 23rd at Our Lady of Lourdes Parish in Mineral Wells. The only other stop of the relics in Texas will be in the Archdiocese of Houston. Do not miss this wonderful opportunity for healing and prayer. For more information, call 940-325-4789. The Guadalupe Radio Network thanks Little Elm Eye Care for their support. Little Elm Eye Care is owned by Drs. Burt and Leslie Bubella, parishioners of St. Elizabeth Ann Seton Parish in Plano. They specialize in family vision care, comprehensive eye exams, contact lenses, and the treatment of eye diseases and injuries. Little Elm Eye Care is located at Lakeshore Crossing at 800 West El Dorado Parkway, Suite 110 in Little Elm. They can be reached at 972-292-0900 or at littleelmeyecare.com. 
Guadalupe Radio Network announces the launch of La Promesa Legacy Circle, formed to recognize and honor our dedicated donors who have made long-term commitments to the network through gifts from their estates. We invite you to join our family and allow us to be a part of your personal legacy. For more information on making a legacy gift for the benefit of the GRN and a guide to charitable estate planning, contact our friends at the Catholic Foundation at 972-661-9792 or info at catholicfoundation.com. Do you want a faith-filled Catholic community where your child will thrive? Discover Immaculate Conception Catholic School in Denton, where your child will receive the very best spiritual foundation, along with excellence in education. ICCS serves 250 students ages 3 through 8th grade. Whether it's living the rosary, the celebration of the Mass, or the formation of saints, scholars, musicians, and athletes, Our Lady School is the place to be. For more information, call 940-381-1155 to arrange a tour or visit catholicschooldenton.org. K-A-T-H, 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth.